Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Prior to getting pregnant, my wife was in amazing physical shape. She was petite but strong, curvy but fit. Her years of healthy eating, a background in ballet, numerous yoga classes, well, they all added up to a woman that could walk across the room and turn me into a slobbering sex doofus. Even after two serious back surgeries to repair a herniated disc, because the second surgery was to fix the damage from the first surgery to stop a serious spinal fluid leak, this woman still put in the hard work to keep in shape, and she was every bit as sexy as ever. And then she got pregnant. And as any woman will tell you, carrying a human in your belly for nine months is really rough. The hormonal changes, the physical changes, the pains, the heartburn, the nausea. On top of all that very normal stuff, my wife suffered from polyhydramnios, an excessive amount of amniotic fluid surrounding the baby. So, Picture a typical pregnant belly in your mind, and now double that. That was my wife. Little petite thing with a belly the size of one of those giant exercise balls of the gym. And I'm not going to lie, it was a hilarious sight to see. And then the baby came. Ejecting that fat-headed child, and she gets that from me, by the way, from my wife's nether regions, well, that wasn't happening. And Lord knows she tried for hours on end. But the old C-section was eventually called for. That means a longer recovery time. So there you have a poor woman who endured nine months of walking around with a giant ball of liquid and a little human attached to her, only to be gutted like a fish and told that her body will have some pretty serious limitations for months to come. That's tough for a very physically active new mom to hear. We hobble home in pain to care for the new infant, only to have to go back to the hospital again because my wife's blood pressure shot through the roof. She was suffering from a condition called preeclampsia. If left untreated, you can easily die from it. Fun times. So back we go to the hospital to spend two more nights with my wife hooked up to the IV bags that were pumping her full of magnesium and giving her a headache from hell. The blood pressure finally came down and we were sent home, again with our new baby girl. My wife has endured a lot of hardships in life. 
She has a career that is about as hard as you can get into, a surgeon. She's living away from her home in Germany to marry some dude, me, in America. She's dealing with an American dude and his three kids and that guy's ex-wife. She's working long, unpredictable hours as a surgeon on call. She's traveling back and forth between Kentucky and Texas on a regular basis. She's dealing with a debilitating back injury, surgeries, and therapy. She's fighting the evils of time, staying in shape as much as humanly possible. This chick is tough. That's, in part, why I marry the woman. I respect the hell out of her. But, holy shit, I have to work hard to keep up with her. And you know what? I love it. She makes me want to be a better man. For a woman like her to look up to me and say, that's my man, well, it doesn't get any better than that. But, for the first time in eight plus years of our relationship, I am seeing a chink in the armor, a real sense of her fragility as a normal human being. She doesn't like her post-pregnancy body, and she mentions it quite often. Too often, actually. But hey, that's normal. I totally get it. It's going to take a while for her body to snap back. Even after years of hard work and dedication, it most likely won't be the way it was when we first met and before the baby. She can work her tail off in the gym, and she can count every calorie. But Father Time will just laugh at her and say, Oh yeah? How about this new wrinkle? How do you like that? How about how, what gravity is doing to your boobs and your butt? You know, it's not fun, but such is life for all of us. There's a delicate balancing game at play here that I see most women completely failing at. That's the balance between trying to stay as healthy and attractive for yourself and, dare I say, for your spouse, being realistic and knowing what is and what isn't out of your control, and yet loving yourself anyway. Based upon my recent trip to the shopping mall and the display of giant puffy fake lips, giant fake boobs, and even more obviously giant fake butt implants that I saw on display, many women sure haven't discovered that elusive life balance. They are still holding on tight to the younger version of themselves. They hate what time has done to their bodies. And you know, it's kind of sad to watch. The concept of growing old gracefully is not in their vocabulary. My wife's negative self-talk began shortly after the baby was born. They pumped her so full of fluids that it looked like she had gained 50 pounds overnight. She was obviously very bothered by this. That weight quickly went away, but then she was left with a nasty scar and a body that just wanted to rest and recover. She took several months off of work and she spent a good deal of time on the couch. That's when little things here and there started to come out of her mouth. Her. Are you going to love me if I'm a blobby out of shape mom? Me. No, because you're not going to be a blobby out of shape mom. After several months of rest and some very light exercises to help keep her spine from exploding again, my wife went back to the gym and to her trainer. This is while working full time, breastfeeding, caring for a new baby, and still traveling and doing all the other stuff that she's always done. She's still, of course, not back to her pre-baby body. It's only been nine months. Any moron would think that is completely normal and expected. But still, my wife has to point out all of the flaws of hers. These pants are just way too tight. They didn't used to be. I need to lose 10 pounds. Now, that's not too bad. But these comments started to come daily. And then multiple times a day. Every single day. My belly won't go down. I know I'm bigger, but I'm just so hungry while breastfeeding. You're losing weight, and that's not fair. 
My boobies are going to look deflated when I stop breastfeeding. My butt is way too big for something sexy like that. I can't wear something like that. Maybe pre-baby I could. These little things are understandable. They're a verbal expression of the anxiety that she's feeling over her changing body, and I get it. Have I ever given her reason to think that I am seriously bothered by her completely normal and expected body changes? No. If anything, I've been the same slobbering doofus who's crazy about his woman. The problem with all of this negative self-talk is that it never results in anything good. Ever. So it has to be squashed early on. If not, one of two things happens. Number one, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The wife eventually listens to herself and she gives up. And she becomes one of the myriads of moms who become obese and slip into depression. Or number two, the husband has enough. And he comes to the conclusion, you know what, you're right. You're out of shape. And I'm no longer attracted to you. Either get in shape or shut the F up. But you know what? More often than not, though, the man will not express this conclusion in a verbal way, but rather in a growing resentment and disconnection from his wife. The sexy thing he fell in love with is gone. Oh, well, off to porn and fantasizing like every other dude that he knows. Ladies, if you have a real winner of a husband, you know, every woman's dream, then that means that he has options in life. He likes to surround himself with winners. That goes for his friends, his colleagues, and yes, his wife. A woman who complains about her appearance and then claims that her appearance stops her from feeling sexy and therefore she can't be as intimate with the man as she used to be. Oh boy, that's not going to last very long. He'll either give you some version of the big uncomfortable talk or he will be humping his cute secretary faster than he can say, I hate my big belly. I told my wife in a very succinct way what I thought about her frequent negative self-talk. Me, you really need to stop with all the negative talk. You're not fat, seriously. When ladies keep up with all this negative talk all the time, do you know what happens? And she says, the man eventually agrees with her and says that the wife is fat. Me, yep, they agree. And then they get mad when the wife doesn't want to fix it. Her, okay, geez, calm down. The calm down comment was her way of kind of stepping back and having the last word. And that's fine. It doesn't hurt my feelings. But you know what else happened? She suddenly wanted to hit the gym a little more. She wore a very sexy outfit to bed with zero mention of how fat she felt in it. My little confrontation was a bit of a wake-up call for her. She has a choice in how she perceives herself and how she expresses that feeling to the world and to the man who loves her more than anyone. Let's look at it this way. Let's say I lost my job suddenly. My wife would still love me, right? Well, let's say I started looking for a new job, but only sporadically. Most of the time, I'd be sitting at home complaining about not having enough money for all the stuff that I want. Then I would complain that my wife would probably love me more if I had a job again. And then I'd talk about it, wish I could go back to the old me that had money and I could afford all that cool stuff. And then I would see a guy with money on TV and I complain about how it's not fair they show guys like him on TV. It's hard to get a job. Eventually, the wife is going to get just a little tired of all your complaining. She'll be especially annoyed after she spends all day at work listening to men there talk about their new car that they just bought, the vacation that they're planning, the jewelry they bought their wife, etc., etc., that wife would come home, hear the husband complain again, and then she'd blow her top. 
And she would say something like, or you could just shut up and get a damn job and stop complaining all the damn time. And you know what? Not a single person would think that she's a horrible person for doing so. So ladies, stop with the negative self-talk. It gets you nowhere. You're not earning good wife points. You're earning loser points. And nobody likes a loser. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood, but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.